December the 7th, 2023, 1 Samuel chapter 7, turn to God. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. Father God, we thank you this morning. Thank you for this word that you have prepared for us, Lord God. Prepared our mind and our hearts for. For we know that we are your ambassadors, we are your children, we are here to serve you. And we look forward each day to hearing from you, receiving this day our daily bread, that we might walk upright before you, before man, that the light that shine in us may glorify you, Lord God. We bless you today and we thank you yet again. In the precious name of your son, Jesus, we pray. And family, as always, I thank you. Thank you for giving me another opportunity to share this intimate moment with you. As always, I do not take it lightly. It is truly an honor and a privilege. As we're continuing in the book of Samuel, the first book of Samuel, I hope that you guys don't mind that I give a small recap each day. You know, it was an idea from my brother Pedro and my darling Grace. She liked it when she heard the recaps, seeing how she reads and listens to so much each day. It, it kind of helps her keeps thing keeps things in, in perspective and and in addition the more you hear the more you learn right because repetition indeed is the mother of learning and what we have encountered thus far is as Hannah unable to have children prayed to the Lord concerning her being barren she vowed to the Lord to commit her son to the ministry of God if she was gifted with a son Samuel became that son. Israel now has someone who is hearing from God, whereas before they were under wicked leadership and not serving God as they should. This disobedience has afforded them to fall into the hands of the Philistines. Even the Ark of the Covenant of God was captured. The Philistines, however, quickly discovered they may be able to defeat the people of Israel but Israel's God, Yahweh, still has superiority. The return of the Ark of God to the people of Israel and their deliberate sin proved that Israel as well needed to get right with Yahweh, the Lord of all. We will now see Samuel enter back into the picture as judge, priest, and prophet over Israel. We are asked the questions, where do we see ourselves in each story? Where do we see our family members? Where do we see our community? What do we receive from God's character as we engage or as he engages with the, with the characters of each story? And finally, what have we prayed for and have gotten from the Lord or are still waiting for? And what are we doing with what we've received? Or how are we living during the waiting process? Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us, and instruct us this day as we yield to your will in our lives that you, Father God, might have the honor, the praise, and the glory. It's in the precious name of your Son, Jesus, that we pray. 1 Samuel chapter 7. Turn to God. 
And the men of Kiriath-Jerim came and took up the ark of the Lord and brought it to the house of Abinadab on the hill. And they consecrated his son Eleazar to have charge of the ark of the Lord. From the day that the ark was longed or lodged at Kiriath-Jerim, a long time passed, some twenty years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. And Samuel said to all the house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Asheroth from among you, and direct your heart to the Lord, and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the people of Israel put away the Baals and the Asheroth, and they served the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah, and drew water, and poured it out before the Lord, and fasted on that day, and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people and Israel at Mizpah. Now when the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had gathered at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the people of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the people of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a nursing lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel. But the Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines, and drew them into confusion, and they were defeated before Israel. And the men of Israel went out from Mizpah, and pursued the Philistines, and struck them as far below as Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shin, and called its name Ebenezer. For he said, Till now the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, and did not again enter the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities that the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron to Gath and Israel delivered their territory from the hand of the Philistines. There was peace also between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life, and he went on a circuit year by year to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and he judged Israel in all these cities and all these places. Then he would return to Ramah, for his home was there, and there also he judged Israel. And he built there an altar to the Lord. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. Turn to God. We see, family, for the first time we are given a reason in verse 3 for the Israelites' weakness. There was widespread idolatry among them. The foreign gods that they were talking about in verse 4 included the Canaanite god Baal and the Canaanite goddess Ashtaroth. As it had frequently in the book of Judges, Israelite unfaithfulness to Yahweh had caused divine punishment. And as in Judges, 
genuine Israelite repentance would reverse the situation. God's method has and had always been to punish sinful, sinful Israel by means of foreign invasion and attack and to rescue repentant Israel through the leadership of judges. We've been reading that all the way up until thus far. Chapter 7 presents exactly the same sequence of sin, repentance and salvation. The man chosen by God to bring deliverance was of course Samuel, who is in this context appropriately called judge. And as that pattern continued throughout time, we know that Jesus, God incarnate, came as the last judge, prophet, and priest, and savior of not only the people of Israel, but to all that would believe in him and turn to him as Lord. Father God, we understand that you are the God who is faithful and just. We understand this to mean that you are the righteous God who watches over your word and, and we can count on it to come to pass. We also know that we cannot willfully go against your word for it is directly opposing to the righteousness of Jesus of which we are clothed. And we further understand that because of this relationship with Jesus, we must relate our salvation with everything we do in life, all our ways. Therefore, all things are relational. However, Lord God, we also know that you are a loving and forgiving God. And if we do sin, intentionally or unintentionally, if we, sincerely, if we sincerely repent with an outstretched hand and an, an forgiving heart, turn from our wicked ways and turn to you, that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And in the cleansing process, Lord God, help us to endure any consequences that may occur during our obedience or because of our disobedience knowing that you God shall not be mocked whatsoever man sows your word says that he shall also reap thank you for being a loving father greater is you that is in us than he that is in the world we lay this prayer before you father God before your throne in the mighty and majestic name of your Son, Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Family, do be encouraged on today. Be blessed knowing that the Lord our God, He, he is great and greatly to be praised. And, you know, this is Thursday and we're looking forward to spending time even with my brothers on today perhaps a few of us a few brothers will join me today for the teaching on acts chapter 1 verse 1 through 11 and grace and i are also looking forward to meeting with our oneness group on saturday spending time with them and nine other couples and 
As we embrace this holiday season, family, this season of giving and giving and, and thanks, and let us not forget Jesus is the reason for the season. I know it sounds like a slogan, but it's a slogan that needs to be remembered and lived out. Take the light of God with you. And those of you, my family, or soon to be family, we know that we often hear these words and if we heard these words and have not called on the name of the Lord Jesus as Savior, they may not fully be comprehended in our mind and in our heart. And it's because of sin. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives. But God said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, just as we just read, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Oh, glory, hallelujah. So if out of your mouth you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall see, your ears shall hear, you shall taste and see that the Lord our God, he is good and he is worthy to be praised. And we want to walk with you, family. We love you. Indeed, we do. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. And in the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory. Hallelujah.